1: Hey everybody. Welcome to Savage Starlight, where the officially unofficial podcast for HBO Max's The Last of Us. Tonight we're talking about episode 4, please hold my hand. Anthony, I'm scared. I haven't done I haven't done one of these live shows <laughs> by myself in so long. Uh Jim's not here. Presumably he's passed out. Will you hold my hand? I'm happy
0: to reach into the darkness Aaron and and grip those white knuckles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I think uh it's it's unlikely that the bald move community is not aware of your existence, but uh Anthony uh uh what's what's your what's your uh your beat? What's here my bald deal? Move? What's my deal? Yeah. Um you can catch me
0: over at Electric Bukaloo. We cover we're covering Clash of Kings chapter by chapter. And uh, this week, we're going to have Oxford researcher Kate Ollie, uh to talk about uh, women in the medieval period with a
1: great Aria chapter. But let's talk t shall we? Yeah, let's do it. What did you think? So you are a Last of Us enjoyer as far as the HBO show, but you're not a video game player, correct? Not
0: a video game player, and I'll be honest, a little bit reluctant after the first episode and, you know, st- sticking around because, you know, I've heard good things and, of course, blown away by the last episode. And I, I felt like this episode was a great follow up to the-, the-, the story of Frank and Bill. What about you?
1: Yeah, I liked it. Um It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I am a video game player of The Last of Us as well. So I'm always kind of wondering where this is going to map back onto the source material. But I feel like you know we're still you know all, all the action and all the events of the show um just seem to further deepen our appreciation for the characters of you know Ellie and Joel and we get to see some new facets of their characters yeah. the fact that Ellie's might uh not as 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 innocent as we might uh have as presupposed seems mm-hmm. like she's got some experience hurting people before um wondering when we'll find out more about that and but also like, you also get to see the lighter side of Ellie. She's got her joke book out. She's mm-hmm. she's needling Joel, um, who's kind of resistant to her charms until the very end where he relaxes enough to apparently fall into a trap. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: I, I mean, this episode, people were a little bit worried about the last episode not focusing on Joel and Ellie enough. Because, you know, how are we going to bond these two characters together over eight episodes this episode established Ellie as a wounded creature and Joel as a wounded creature, which we already knew of course. Um and their wound, their, their wounds reflect each other and they they found a connection. And you know, they we saw we saw Ellie cry, you know. I don't think I think we can put to bed the theories that she's a budding sociopath or something. Um we saw Joel crack a smile and laugh. So they ha they actually have a, a, a connection. We know that Joel is afraid of of such connections because he's afraid of being hurt again. So I think this episode was brilliant. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I also I I I think um you any zombie show has to do a good job of establishing, you know, what what the the threats are. You know, we've seen a little bit of the infected Uh, but this is the first time they establish, you know, living, breathing people as a threat. And when you meet them, they do not seem like monsters. They seem like normal people. Um, Mm. it seems like they are some sort of freedom fighting group that has overthrown the local, uh, quarantine zone, overthrown Fedra. We've seen in previous episodes that Fedra are a bunch of thugs. So it's like, Hey, that's not necessarily a bad goal, but you know, um, revolutionary zeal and fever can get the best of people. And we see, it seems like there's indiscriminate execution of uh, doctors. Uh, there's obsession with finding uh, resistance people, people mm-hmm. who uh, I, I forget exactly what the word she used. Um, and it's funny because like we, it's all in the context of Joel's description of people, whether they're joiners, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, contrasting his brother who always wanted to be a hero, joined the military, joined all these different groups, always wanted to try to make the world a better place versus Joel, who I guess is a not-joiner. I and think he's the
0: ultimate not-joiner, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and we see that like where joining can sometimes take you to bad places because maybe mm-hmm. it's good to be. Uh, it looks like this group is literally called the people. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. The trucks are emblazoned with we the people. Joel calls the them people. just – just people. But like, if you're inside that group, everything looks a lot different than you're outside because we see how outsiders are treated as group. It's essentially you're used as a resource. If they can yeah. get you and take you, uh, it, it wouldn't go good. So, uh, always like to see Melanie Lewinsky, you know, sometimes yep. she's in heroic roles that you root for, but she's really good at just playing a real bastard of a person. <laughs> And I looks, remember
0: her from Don't Look Up. I'm not sure what else I, I've seen her in.
1: She was recently she's been in Castle Rock, which was the okay. Stephen King kind of I forget, right. was that on Amazon? And then recently releas- recently, she's in Showtime's Yellow Jackets, which is fantastic. Okay. We're going to be covering season two here in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So yeah. um but yeah, she's a formidable presence and you know her. Uh, with this uh, paramilitary group behind her, uh, looks looks to be pretty dangerous. Um... Yeah, let me ask you a question.
0: So, I'm not a video game player, right? And so, uh, just a simple yes or no will avoid spoilers. Did we meet okay. anyone in this episode that is a prominent video game
1: staple? Ooh. I'm gonna go with mildly interesting because I don't want to say too much. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a, ask okay. you a couple of serious of questions. Okay. Um, Melanie Lewinsky's Kathleen is with her uh, lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I think I. I think I heard that this lieutenant guy, um, who's I think his name is Perry, is played by the guy who voices Tommy, who is Joel's oh. brother in the video games. So that is there's another That's kind of cool video game uh, connection. I might be wrong on that. This is all very. I literally woke up like an hour and fifty minutes ago. If you don't know, the reason Jim's not with me, it's because Jim and I do an annual twenty-four hour charity stream. We had a ton of fun over the last twenty-four hours. We raised uh, north of twenty to twenty-three thousand dollars for the Cures Out Al- Cure Alzheimer's Fund, mm-hmm. uh, but it wiped us out. And I, uh, I have a, I, I do a little bit better. Uh, under rebounds than Jim, so he's still asleep. I'm I'm doing that here. Um, so I if I, if someone was creeping up on Jim right now, they could be walking over glass. He would on not their hear hands, anything. and he would not. Yeah, <laughs> on 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 their hands, cartwheeling across it, and you you uh-huh. just go over and just gank him. Um, so I, I think that's true. Uh, let me ask you a couple of questions as a non-video game player. What did yeah. you make of the collapsed ceiling, the recessed floor that that yeah. was moving?
0: Okay, I was going to ask you this question. Now, here's here's my take on it. And uh-huh. I don't I don't really know what to think about this, but if you were going to bury a bunch of bodies under under a floor and then concrete over it, eventually those bodies would, now I have no idea. I've not played the game. I have no idea if this is uh-huh. anywhere near uh-huh. the mark. Those bodies would decompose and the concrete would then I mean you would have to have a lot of bodies under that floor for it to be depressed that much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then of course I'm thinking of course if you if you bury bodies under concrete they're going to be dead. And so I don't know how that works with the mu- I mean so I don't re- that was my best guess. That was my best guess is that you've got decompressed bodies under there.
1: Yeah. Uh that's interesting. I the you know so if they're decomposing, they're outgassing, yeah. they're shifting around. Maybe but they're mushrooms. Clearly, people. there's like
0: a monstrous force under there yeah. that freaked them out.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that would be interesting to keep our eye on. In that same right. building, they found a little hidey hole where people had run out of uh, food. It looked like there were some kids' drawings. Did you notice right. anything about the two kids at the end of the episode?
0: Well, I was assuming that they are Henry and Sam, who we hear name checked earlier in the episode. Right. But again that's just an assumption. Uh did I notice anything about them they they had face paint? Is is that was that did I notice? The, that?
1: At least the youngest had what looks like a, har- a harlequin mask painted on his face. Okay. And All that right. I think if you're astute you could um you know, yeah, I think you've made the 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 correct connection with the names and uh I think the interesting thing is, you know, when you hear Kathleen talking about Henry he's this counter-revolutionary figure that is murking everybody and organizing mm-hmm. his mass resistance. And, you know, you see the place where they're hiding up and you see evidence of child drawings, and you're like, well, yeah, what yeah. the hell? You know, does, is Henry a father? Does he have a, a small child with him? And then you yeah, realize yeah. that they're both essentially children. And this is who the people are hunting down in... What is this, Kansas City? I think it's Kansas City.
0: It's Kansas City, yeah.
1: Yeah, so there is... um. I, it's it's I think it's 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 really interesting that you've got this one group that's in hysterics about finding mm-hmm. these these terrorist leaders, and then you meet them at the end of the episode, and you wonder, you know, are they really that bad? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something that 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 juxtaposition um, about in groups and out groups and villains and what makes yeah. them tick. I mean, it's something that's super interesting to Druckman and probably amazing too. So.
0: Right. Let me ask you a question. I All right. So earlier in the episode yeah. they're at the this sort of driving the entire plot at this point, but Joel makes a decision to go through the city to find the on-ramp.
1: What was the alternative? It you know, I don't know because that's what I was thinking. Like, can you wouldn't you want to avoid the major cities until you get to the place where you're looking for Tommy? But like, wouldn't you want to take the yeah. bypass? You would never want to go to like the downtown area. I can't, I can't figure. It. Now I, I've driven through
0: Kansas, St. Louis before. Yeah. I mean, you, I would want to find backroads. What you know, they've got right. a map. So yeah. why go through a city center? I I just that to me it felt like, and of course you're approaching a city like that. There's gonna be like nine exits that you just mm-hmm. passed. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're actually in the city, set. So I I did not understand what the choice was. Yeah, clearly he's making a choice that's driving the plot, but I don't know what the alternative was.
1: Yeah, um, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking of uh, judging on that lines because again, you know, Joel getting stuck in a city is kind of how things go in a video game. But I've never really sat and thought about like what were the other. Maybe it's more of like. Uh, it sounds like their conception of how gas goes bad is it eventually loses its 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 um you know energy value and it's essentially water and instead of going uh you know getting twenty thirty miles with a gallon maybe you're only getting one or two miles with a gallon mm. uh, maybe you want to stay near the well traveled places to have a to, to ensure that you have a constant supply of gas but. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't be on back roads the entire time because right. You'll you need to find out. a
0: bunch of cars, right?
1: But I don't know how smart that looks in retrospect. Now you have no mm-hmm. truck, no supplies, no gas, and you're being hunted by a bunch of crazy people. Mm-hmm. Um I, I thought it was really artful how um I, I thought they're making a direct um parallel between the mushroom folks who congregate in these large areas and have tendril networks that when mm-hmm. you step on them, it brings the whole city down on you. And you also have people who don't have tendril networks, but they can like talk and communicate and you killed two of them. And now you have, when they panned over this throng of people in the square, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a very clear parallel to the mushroom uh, people that were in Boston that are going to be summoned down onto to Joel and Ellie's heads. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, there's something, there's a commonality between those two organisms and how they're going to treat and be yeah. perceived by by uh Joel and Ellie okay, now you got me thinking about the big depression on the floor again
0: do this does this mushroom system have something like like a mothership kind of like a big I don't know, I don't know, fungus is there a giant mushroom hive mind did you ever that- play
1: metroid is there is there <laughs> is there a mother brain yeah. that uh, that they've got underground? I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Now I we have been looking for Savage Starlight, uh, the graphic novel mm-hmm. that is a collectible. It's not really a game. It's not really a, a plot element. It's a collectible. That's what we named our podcast after. Uh, once again, Ellie picks up a magazine and is thrilled. And I got my hopes up <laughs> briefly. And it's a men's nudie magazine. It's one of Bill's dirty books. Mm-hmm. They're fucking with me, Anthony. I don't know. They're fucking mm-hmm. with me. Yeah uh any other random thoughts 'cause the the only one I've got is as a parent, it made me so uncomfortable to watch Ellie playing with a gun like that's my greatest fear yeah. like yeah. a fourteen year old just racking and shooting and pew pewing into a mirror like oh my like that was honestly one of the most stressful scenes in the mm-hmm. whole- fu- in the in the whole night
0: yeah no i i I felt the same way, and I was thinking about like when to when I first went into my father's closet. And 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 took out his gun. Well, he wasn't there. You know, I wasn't supposed
1: to. You do did before. that?
0: Of course I did. Oh my god!
1: Oh my yeah. god! I would never. <laughs> As a kid, you never did this. No. So, because yeah, my I don't know, man. My dad put the fear of God into me. Uh-huh, like when okay. I was like five or six, he took me outside with a shotgun. He filled a empty milk jug with red. Uh, food coloring and he shot it from about 12 feet away with no <laughs> ear protection and he's like this is what this machine is designed to do and you never ever ever touch it without me present and i was like yes sir so no yeah, my i dad never did, my dad did i never thing and it just I, didn't take it, it did you're more take. of an ellie type i guess
0: <laughs> i noted that there was no flashback this episode the first episode without a flashback which mm. I've, I've mm-hmm. kind of enjoyed all of the flashbacks so far. Um, I mean you could say the last episode was like a, like a full episode flashback for the most part, given the length of the episode, and, and basically all of the Bill and, and Frank stuff as a flashback. Um, so this episode was a little bit shorter, no flashback. How did you, how did you feel about that?
1: I like it we've, we've I've talked about how I think as the golden age of television continues to develop uh, it seems like a new trend that I'm div- seeing is instead of creators making kind of episode um, uniform-length episodes. They're going to be easy to cut commercials around and stuff like that. They're like, we're on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. What if we make these episodes be as long as they need to be to right. do the thing that we're wanting to do with them? And we've seen links of The of ep- uh, Last of Us has been hour 15, 55 minutes. Today was like a 43 I I really like that. Like, there's mm-hmm. no fat on the episode. You never feel like there's a, you know, just kind of a do-nothing scene, and it does exactly what they're wanting you to do, and it leaves you at an exact dramatic point mm. that makes you want to watch the next. So I I, I like that. I, I'm i kind of with you that I, I have enjoyed the flashbacks. Um, I don't know that we're done with flashbacks, but this seemed like a very trim episode yeah. that, that didn't need it. I, you know, as a... As an author I, I
0: try to make my chapters pretty close to the same length. And I'm wondering if I was if I was had a script that was a little bit this length, I would think I would like to see a flashback of like the Melanie Linsky character
1: and to yeah, see Yeah, what like, was she like twenty years ago?
0: Yeah, how did how did Kansas City go down mm-hmm. twenty mm-hmm. years ago? Um but I mean I I, I I can't really complain. I just noticed that there were no flashbacks. And it, I mean, I'd be—I I would just be tempted for the symmetry of it. I would just be yeah. tempted yeah. to add a, a five-minute prologue on there.
1: I also really like the desolate vistas. This is something that I think uh, The Walking Dead did well. When you're just driving around, you're, you're riding around, and you see like mm-hmm. uh, this this train that was on a collapsed bridge. You see all these tanks. Like what Joel said, I thought that was poetic. It's like these. Machines were designed to defeat the wrong enemy. And now they're just kind of scattered about left. You see, you know, like this, this, uh, you know, the United States itself is kind of a rotting corpse in this show that you see yeah. all this once great, you know, mm-hmm. all this concrete and steel and the the powerful defense and how it was ultimately uh, nothing at all. And the other thing, um, once you get out, uh, when, when, the Ellie and, and Joel were camping, just the stars, yeah, you know, the yeah. fact that like, uh, even 300 years ago everyone could just look up no matter where you were and you saw this glorious sight. and for many of us that live in a city even us in rural areas like there's only a very few places in the country you can go mm-hmm. that's not like uh 50 60 miles offshore that can get you the original unspoiled night sky and yeah i thought that was a profound moment to looking up and just seeing the glory of the of the heavens
0: when they were in the woods cuz i know that this is being filled, filmed in uh uh north you know the the lower mainlands in canada right outside vancouver I, I i lived there for a bit and I, it was a little bit nostalgic i mean everything to me felt like yeah this is this this tracks this tracks with my experience of of that area of the country um I, I just wanted to ask you a question that I've been... It's bothered me for the last four episodes. It didn't come up in this episode, but is there an in-show explanation for why the Firefly logo
1: is a dragonfly? Oh, I think you're supposed to understand it's a fire... It's, it's actually a firefly. Yeah, I mean... It's Have you seen to be the a Firefly?
0: Sty- <laughs> it doesn't look anything. That looks like it's a dragonfly logo.
1: Yeah, I guess if you were to highly stylize the beetle with its, yeah, no, you're, you're. It does look more like a dragonfly than a firefly, but it is, have, it is, it is supposed art, to be a firefly. Do we have an
0: art director that doesn't understand the difference <laughs> between
1: those two bugs? Uh, well, the thing is, is Firefly is just not badass looking enough. So you just had to really angle mm-hmm. it and make it, uh, you know, look look menacing. To so I would to like a an answer. Organization.
0: If 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 a listener has an answer for me on this, I would I would love to hear their explanation.
1: Uh, okay. We got anything else that we want to talk about in the instant take, or sh- are we ready to see what the the bald move community has for us? One
0: more question.
1: Do it, and that is.
0: Uh, Do you think that game players are going to be pleased with this episode?
1: I was, because I felt all of the feelings that you feel entering combat in this game, where it kind of comes out of nowhere, everything Mm -hmm. was kind of peaceful and chill, and then these people or these infected are on you, and it's like those intense moments of terror. The fact that... uh, I really felt it when that kid flipped on him, you know, like when he was the last one alive yeah. and he knew he was going to die. And suddenly he's like, we don't want to fight over. You can take me to mom. Everything will be okay. And mm-hmm. he like trying to make that connection with Ellie. And Ellie realizing, Oh my God, this guy is my counterpart. I am him. He is me. Mm-hmm. And then the guy feeling like maybe he could talk his way out of it. And then Joel recovering and grabbing his knife and that yeah. kind of stuff where you can hear, you know, like these people are trying their best to kill you, and you kill one yeah, of yeah. them, and then they have this grief reaction or anger, and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way it looked like you're going from building to building, like uh, Joel wrecking in that front window and slamming into that bank of washers, I believe that's literally mm-hmm. the way that encounter starts in the video game. So I think they're, yeah, they're capturing it, capturing it very well. The, the, the kind of co op dynamic that Ellie and Joel have, where they back each other up. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. the Joel's surprise, like if Joel had his way, Joel probably dies in this episode cuz Ellie doesn't have a gun and I don't know if she can take this kid without it. So
0: Yeah, you kind of saw that coming though, right? Right. I mean, yeah. that, that that was that was sort of as soon as she put the gun in the backpack, that seemed like yeah. that was bound to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, uh just a shout out to our friends at the Lorehounds who are also covering this show. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh I think they're doing a great job um uh in their coverage as well. So I just wanted to uh call out, you know, the the fine work
1: that they're doing for Bald Move as well. And while you're doing that, shout out uh your own work here one more time before we get to Absolutely, the
0: yeah. We're we're going through Clash of Kings chapter by chapter, um, this week on electric Bukaloo. Uh, we're having Oxford researcher Kate Ollie on to talk about
1: an ARIA chapter. And she's a professional medievalist, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, you bring a, your whole thing is you bring a lot of subject matter experts to kind of... It's not just uh, um, A Song of Ice and Fire fanboys and girls. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they also have some some relevant uh ex- expertise to to bring to the discussion which, which Yeah, we try fascinating. to do a close
0: reading of every chapter and of course, you know, I'm always looking for a new take on on, you know, Martin's vision of the medieval period and of course, sometimes it's it's in line, sometimes it's it's not in line with our world and uh, I always find that
1: fascinating. Well, thanks for coming on and helping me uh replace sleepy time, Jim. Uh, we are not done with Anthony. We have the instant talk, uh, portion where, uh, club members have queued up and they're going to be asking us questions and making observations through YouTube chat. So we'll be getting to that really quick. If you're not a club member, this is where you get off. Uh, T L O U at baldmove.com is where you send us feedback for Thursday's feedback episode. Of course, we'll have the full coverage, uh, scene by scene recap and in-depth analysis with Jim in tow on Tuesday. Uh, and we'll be doing this again on Sunday night. I think we're actually going to flip the dynamic. Jim's going to have a co-host and I uh, will be away with uh-huh. my family watching the Super Bowl. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take turns. We're going to separate the main party uh, again. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, TV How do they bald join move. the club? Support.baldmove.com. If you want to get access to this and all of our other great uh, bonus content. Um, and also you can follow us on Twitter. If you want to keep up with all the releases, twitter.com slash bald move. All right, that concludes the instant take portion. Let's get into the instant talk.